0: Episode 226, Dr. Eli Joseph, The Perfect Rejection Resume.
1: I thought that was a brilliant answer, and it was a truthful answer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The response to it, that's basically, that's that's where I'm getting at. That's probably the mistake that I made.
0: I'm Mark Rabin. This is My Favorite Mistake. To learn more about Eli, his book, and more, look for links in the show notes or go to markgraven.com slash mistake226. As always, thanks for listening. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to My Favorite Mistake. I'm Mark Graven. Our guest today is Dr. Eli Joseph. He's an author, educator, and three-time TEDx speaker who currently serves as a faculty member at Columbia University, New York University, and UCLA using rejection to fuel his professional achievements. And I'm excited to talk about that today. Uh, Dr. Joseph earned his bachelor's degree at age 20, his master's at 21, and a doctorate from Felician University while teaching at Columbia at the age of 24. So, wow, that's uh, a lot of achievement in 24 years. So you you would wonder where the rejection uh, enters into it. But Eli is author of a book, The Perfect Rejection Resume, A Reader's Guide to Building a Career Through Failure. Uh, So Eli, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, There's a lot to talk about. And again, listeners might be thinking, "Man, all I hear about is success (laughs) coming
1: from Eli, right?" Yeah, I mean, most people, and that that was basically the motivation of writing this book because I remember someone saying, "You know, I must have a silver spoon in my mouth. Everything has been handed to me, and everything came easy for me." Um, And that was that the perfect rejection resume. It came about because I wanted to show the readers and the audience that um, my path to where I'm at right now is nothing short of just a perfect glide, you know, to to success. So I wanted to show and prove, but not only that, just encourage people to share their re- rejection resume, share their failures as well, because it it provides this um, form of vaccination, if you will. You know, it's this vaccination where. Um, you do feel as though, okay, if I'm getting rejected, the worst that can happen is I just I just hear a no, I get rejected, and that's that. I can just move on. And you know, that was basically the genesis of the book, the perfect rejection resume. And then I I also motivated, you know, and challenged people, just write down your resume, write write down your res as if you were writing your resume, but instead of highlighting your highlights, I want you to highlight your lowlights as well. So um that was it. And I I have a ton of of rejections and failures that I can even talk about, we can even have a whole entire conversation about my failures and rejection. But that was basically the genesis of just not only highlighting my highlights, but just sharing my lowlights as well. Well, that's that's you're
0: in the right place. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're here and we're going to come back and talk about the book. Now, not all failure or rejection maybe is the result of a mistake, but I'm not going to let you off the hook, at least. Um, in terms of the question we ask everybody here, um, you know, the different things that you've done, different stages of your work and career, um, can, can you, can you choose? What would you say is, uh, if not your, not the favorite mistake, what's a favorite mistake?
1: A favorite mistake, believe it or not, I have to go back and I'm, I'm going back about maybe since 2015, actually January, 2015, I'll never forget this day. Um, It was an interview, it's an internship interview for the e-trading desk at JPMorgan Chase, and I was stoked, excited. My first interview, you know, I'm green, I'm I'm excited and stoked about this opportunity. And I remember vividly, I was asked this question, it's a typical common question I was asked by the the hiring managers. What do you want to do, or where do you see yourself in five years? And I was asked that question, and, you know, that question, the answer to that question is subjective, Right. So I didn't think anything of it. I wanted to become a corporate investment banker. That was basically within the e-trading desk as well. Um, That was a major division at J.P. Morgan. So I did express my interest in becoming uh, an investment banker one day, five years. I want to grow within the company. And I thought that was a brilliant answer. And it was a truthful answer as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The response to it, that's basically, that's, that's where I'm getting at as far as the mistake that I made. The hiring manager told me, that is great um, that you aspire to, you know, to become an investment banker. But investment bankers at J.P. Morgan, this is what he said, the, the investment bankers at J.P. Morgan, we typically hire interns from the Penn Whartons, your Harvard Business School, the your, your Columbia University, your NYU Stearns. Um, we, we tend to hire from a pool of guys that are coming from that um, the business school there. Um, and unfortunately for me, I didn't go to those schools. I, I didn't go to the school. I went to the CUNY school uh, at Queens College, and um, I was facing academic probation. So I didn't, I didn't even want to express that. But my favorite mistake came from that point because now, fast forward to today, I'm teaching at Columbia. I'm teaching at NYU. I'm teaching at, at UCLA. I'm holding courses and workshops at various in- institutions that are prominent. That are "Quote unquote prestige," or, or I'll say prestige in parentheses. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was my favorite mistake. My favorite mistake was, and that was basically the beginning of my failures. And I, I didn't get the job, by the way. So that was yeah. my one of my favorite mistakes that I made. Ah, uh,
0: so the the and you, it sounds like the mistake was wanting that job or thinking that was the the
1: path you wanted. Um, is that yes, fine? yes. Um, I I say the mistake that the clear mistake that came from that experience was. Not being prepared or not being no, no. um you know I, I guess not being prepared in a sense of not ge- not getting those experiences at those said universities or not attending those set universities or that's the that was my favorite that was my mistake um uh, because not only would it if it, 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 it's a two-folded answer to, or point of view that I'd like to point out not only was it didn't shape my you know my trajectory to become an investment banker that I would like to be but at the same time it it provides this um, sense of selectivity for these universities, right? And you know, and it's a dilemma here. At Queens College, you can consider yourself a big fish at a small pond, but at these schools, you know, like an MIT or, or Harvard, you're, you're you're amongst the giants as well. So that, that 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 mistake came from not only you know not being not being amongst those um those those giants here as a student, as a student, but um. Fast forward to today, the tables have turned. Now I'm teaching, I'm teaching those those same students that um, that are applying for those universities, that, that, that are applying for these internship um, programs as well. So it, it basically, it turns a complete 180 here from the rejection that time, me growing up or me, you know, me attending and having high aspirations to me continuing to have this high aspirations, but a different focus here. Yeah.
0: So, gosh. Um, so it sounds like you're happier than you might have been as an investment banker
1: yes yes I'm, I'm happier and and it's funny because i actually did it's funny when i when i graduated with my master's degree i did try my hand on wall street and i did it last six months mm. and you know it's partly because i wasn't happy um i really i didn't really have it i lost my passion for it and you know, once I stepped out and I stepped into academia and I stepped into healthcare and, and different a- avenues, I'm like, man, I'm much more happy outside. I'm free. I'm, and I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm not only that. I'm, I'm. I'm basically partnering with investment bank. I'm still in that in that realm, but I'm in a different capacity where I don't have to, you know, boil down and do those ninety-hour work weeks and and be go down and do the work here as well. I could just become a partner and an advisor and and work with them in that in that aspect as well. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it makes me wonder. I mean, something they,
1: they they why why did they bring you in for the interview? They could
0: read your resume and not see the names of those schools, and like why why bring in Eli just to chastise you for not being from "quote unquote" <laughs> the right schools? Like, were they really giving you
1: a fair shot? I, I don't think so. I I don't think, and you could tell you could tell from the interview you was not going to get that that job or that, that opportunity me being I, I didn't know you know I, i'm naive i didn't know at the time i was excited regardless whether or not they were going to hire me i was i'm just happy to be here i'm happy to be here and i didn't realize it until after i i did the interview and i reflect on the interview and i'm like man i don't think i'll get the job because they were they were hard on me they were they were hard about you know the my experience at queens college and my aspirations and what am i doing as far as majoring in mathematics and they were drilling me as far as, you know, (laughs) my resume, but I didn't, I didn't mind. I just wanted to experience that, that feel of being inside of of a bank and, you know, my first time here. And I just wanted to be excited to be here. And and I was excited. I was excited. And at the same time, I was just soaking it all in, but I didn't realize that I was making mistakes along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Look, to, you know, teach their own to to decide a career path or a profession
0: or at least a job where people maybe, you know, work for a bank for a few years. They can, they can put up with the long hours and the stress and then go move on to something else. A lot of people do that. I mean, you know, you grew up in, in New York, right? Yes. I mean, I, I grew up in suburban Detroit. Um, I didn't know what investment banking was, right? I mean, I was surrounded by the automotive industry and some other industries. Like, I had no idea what that was. You know, I went to, to grad school and then I met a lot of people who I don't know if they grew up w- wanting to be investment bankers or at some point in early adulthood, they learned like, Hey, that's a place you can make a lot of money. That's, pre- that's a prestigious job in a lot of circles. And I'm like, wait, huh? What? Well, I mean, I could spell <laughs> investment banker, but I couldn't tell you anything um, about, about what they did. So I don't know. I never felt regret, like not wanting to do that. And and you know I've I found a path. It seems like you're you found or you're you know I guess never always
1: finding the path forward, right? Yes, it's it's funny that you point that out. Um, I I actually spoke to it was around 2017 actually a few years afterwards, and I was speaking to uh, an investment bank. He, he's a corporate. He was a corporate lawyer at Goldman Sachs, and I was at the time I was still excited to work there you know, or work on the Wall Street and. Um He was he was honest. He had his con- he had this kind of a candid conversation. He was like, "Dude, I don't know why you want to get in here. I want to get out. I want to get out. I want to get out of here." And uh, a few months later, he left. He left and went into consulting. And he got a he got out of that industry as well. And he ended up doing his own thing. So I think right now, um what we're doing is basically trying to refocus and reshape the way that we view things or we we, we view success. Um, it's not all about just getting this prestigious job at a, at a prestigious firm. Now, it's also about you know being happy for yourself and being happy and being, ha- being able to help others as well in your way and doing it at your um, at your viewpoint at your your own pace.
0: Yeah. So that rejection
1: for that internship—that's that's one of the rejections on your personal rejection resume. Yes, one of many, one of thousands, <laughs> one of thousands of. rejection. I think at JP Morgan alone, I I think that was my favorite firm that I would like to work at. Um, I applied there about, if I'm not mistaken, about 600 times. And I've I've only, I've applied there 600 times. I've gotten called for an interview about five times and I had no offers. So I, yeah, that was one of many uh, of the rejections that I've, that I've faced. And I, I'm basically immune to it at this point yeah <laughs> I, I look I, it's funny when i when i send out pictures or when i send out you know applications or nominations i kind of know okay you know what i'm gonna shoot my shot here but if if i get rejected so what you know it's just i was added one to an i'll another title on my resume as well Yeah, well i mean you, you've you got to try i mean there, there's the old wayne
0: gretzky quote i think of you um or is he, I don't know, there was a, a scene in the office, right? Michael Scott's quoting Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if Gretzky really said this, something like, you miss all the shots you never take. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And you've, at some point, you, you know, you, you, you've, you've got to try. I mean, it seems like I'm I'm almost 50. I'm turning 50 this year. So like, when I was applying to colleges, um, coming out of high school in 1991, these were all papered documents, paper applications, like they, they were all unique and it was a lot of efforts. You had to kind of pick and choose like, all right, these are the schools, this limited number that I'm going to apply to. Well, now it seems like it's, it's online it's electronic standardized um, application and you, you can uh, blast out your application to so many more colleges, which then it seems like, well, then like, what's, what's the, what's the pain in trying? I mean, like back in the day you would pay there was a, a fee, like, is that still happening? Or is it, is it a really low fee or it just gets blasted out with- It's a, it's a low charge? fee.
1: It's a low fee now, if, if, if colleges are actually, you know, providing that fee or, or providing that requirement here. I think now, to your point, um the common application is one of the major applications that we're using. And um to your- it, to to your point, you're basically sending out a mass amount of um, in one click. You're just sending out a mass amount of applications here, and it leads to my point here that we were we were discussing here. I, I was I was discussing with a colleague of mine about the illusion of prestige and and selectivity. More, more <laughs> and more, it's, it's it's an illusion now because more and more colleges are having lower amount of the the acceptance rates are even lower. Right. And people may think it's it's harder to get into those universities, but it's not. It's just that these universities are receiving more applications yeah. than they were likely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the capacity to, to the capacity of admission is is the same. It, it's it's the same, or even at a slower rate. So um, it's it's easier now to apply. Yeah, and that's a good. It's a good and a bad thing. It's easier to apply. Um, it's just that. Are you, are you able to get punched in the face and get rejected more so than not? That's the that's the question that you have to face yourself. So. There's more opportunities to get that rejection. And yeah, I was fooled
0: by that for a while. My alma mater, you see the acceptance rates are really low. The rejection rates are really high. And then you're like, oh, okay. Well, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Things have changed. Maybe I still could have um, gotten in where thankfully I, I wanted to get in. But I'll tell you though, when I was graduating, from college, 1995, uh, applying for jobs was also a very paper-based process. Like either people came on campus, companies came on campus, or you mailed out letters with a resume. And um, I w- they would companies would actually physically mail back a rejection wow. letter more often than not. And um, for some reason, uh, I don't know where the term came from, like people I knew, and they, they called them bullet letters, I guess probably because you've been shot down. But I, 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 I was thinking about your book and and, and rejection resumes, and I couldn't help remember. Um, I was hanging those rejection letters with a, a kind of a sense of pride. I was hanging them on the door, where at the building I lived in, and they 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 filled up the door and they went down into the hallway. That was my way, I guess, of dealing with rejection, or you know, just at least trying to. You know, I don't don't know. It's kind of like, well, fine. Okay, they didn't want me. Well, fine. I'll find something, I guess, was part of the mindset there. Yeah,
1: um, and it's funny because people have different mindsets. I think I had a similar mindset where you can hang them up, where you have the – it's not considered the wall of shame, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: per se. Um, But I had a different mindset where it's like I have a hit list. Mm. list. Um, (laughs) I have a hit list here where I have companies that rejected me. And I can I can either either go back for another opportunity. This is where I ended up at Columbia. Um, I don't hold grudges of, against organizations that have rejected me in the past, right? However, I just keep a note, right? I don't forget about them. I just keep a note, and it's a hit list because I I I always believe that in the in the feeling of serendipity, those companies will hear from me again in some way, shape, or form. Um, so. Um, that's when i I reapplied for a teaching role at at Columbian, and I eventually got in. um at J p. Morgan, I'm basically connecting the dots and doing workshops with them as well um, in various spaces in education and quantitative finance. so i'm I'm reaching I'm basically getting i'm getting my hit my hit back from you know those rejections, but um i'm not I don't hold grudges to the program. I'm bashing each and every company i'm like you know forget you screw all you guys that reject because if i do that then you know at this point my rejection resume is pretty lengthy here if i bash every company then you know who's going to provide me an opportunity at some form at some way shape or form here um so i we have a different way of coping with rejection um it's just a matter of what makes you feel comfortable yeah and
0: um I'm not surprising Eli with this because I, I did mention when we had talked um, previously before recording here today. Um, I'm gonna tell the story of how I learned of of Eli. So um one of my one of my guests here, I forget what episode number. Uh, Genesis Amaris Kemp then invited me to be on her podcast. And as I was checking that out and seeing what her podcasts were, uh Eli had been a guest there. And I thought, oh, rejection resume, dealing with rejection and trying to be, you know, positive and building on it, moving forward. I would love to have him on the podcast. And as I told Eli, I, I put in a message through the website, you know, a contact form. I never heard back. And I thought, well, he's busy, <laughs> he's doing stuff. He, you know, I thought I didn't feel I wasn't upset rejected, but I'm like, oh, I
1: got rejected by Eli. No, now, I'm but now your side of the story, though, I, I never got it. I, I I never I never got the email. But here's one thing I'll say. Here's one thing I'll say that you put me on the spot here. Here's one thing I'll say. No response is a response. <laughs> <laughs> no response is a response. So unfortunately, even if I never got it, it's a form of it, it, it's a form of rejection. But I was, and I said this before tomorrow. I said I'm so happy that it it worked out here. Now we better late than never. Um. So I'm happy it all worked out. But I, I'll say this to, to the viewers: you know, sometimes you send something out, and it may, you know, the, the message may go to spam or may go to junk. I, you know, the the the, the receiver or the the intended person for that message may not have gotten it. Um, right. But it's 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 okay. It's it's all right. You just move on, and you, you once again, you will hear from that person again. Yeah. Right. And, I didn't hold the grudge. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then then a, a PR firm had reached out.
0: Am I, I recognized? Oh, right. Yeah. Eli. Yeah. That would be awesome.
1: So here I'm glad it worked out. That's all. That exactly. Happened. You know, it's, it's once again, it's, you don't have to hold a grudge. It's more so of knowing that you will hear from that person again. And it's all about destiny and, and and chance as well.
0: Yeah. So there's, I mean, I think one level of trying to process rejection or or think through it personally, but then there's, there's this notion of uh, this practice of sharing rejections publicly, whether it was on my wall in the fraternity house or um you doing it online or other people doing it online. Why why share
1: rejections publicly? Uh I it's it's er- it's radical in my in my opinion, but I'll say this. What more to share your failures than you? Who who will who will share your failures at some point in your life? You will have to share your failures. You have to be vulnerable and and you know be able to to confide in your community and share your the way that your process it wasn't an easy process, right? But it's comfortable it's comfortable for you to say, you know what? I'm just gonna get that nudge off my back. I'm gonna get that monkey off my back, and, and just share share my thoughts and share my rejection. And then you know it it provides this um unique conversation with, amongst your community, and and it will motivate people to say, you oh, know, I I failed here too, right? I remember when I failed, and I and I learned from that process. And it's a learning process as well. It's unique, and most people don't feel comfortable sharing their um their the way that they failed and, and their rejections here. Um, but it's more so of saying, you know what, I failed, and I, I want to be brave enough to share my failures here, and perhaps someone may, may feel that that same way. They do will have that same conviction to share their their story as well. Um, so it's it's radical, but. It works. It works, and, and it's funny because everyone loves a comeback story, and the most the majority of the, the the stories that go viral or the statuses that go viral on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, the failure stories, the, the stories that you have to bounce back um, or rebound, those are the stories that really get the audience attention here. And I, I I always I always encourage people to share your rejection resumes. You know, share your failures here. It's yeah, easier.
0: yeah, and it it, re- it emphasizes the idea we, we all fail. We all make mistakes. That's the spirit of this podcast is successful people like you and other guests coming on and reminding others, Hey, we all make mistakes. We're all human. Learn from them, right? You know, if you can focus on learning instead of beating yourself
1: up, that's a better path forward. I think. Yeah, exactly. And also, also I think is another one of, of a mistake that I make. Um, we're so focused on what we're trying to do, right? whether it's, um, you know, going to and a specific industry that we're excited about, and so, sometimes that it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. I was so focused on um, finance and, and Wall Street, and it it didn't work out. And being rejected so many times will will prove to me that you know what I think it's something. It's time to focus on something else and other things. You may come back around. You may come back to to banking or finance, but just focus on other things. Share your ideas. Share your story, and and you never know. And you used
0: the word vaccinated earlier, and you've you've used that in other articles and interviews that you've done. I mean, traditionally vaccination, correct me if I'm wrong, like you're you're being exposed to a small amount of like a dead version of a you know flu virus or what have you. And and that that small exposure then allows your body to react to a bigger exposure. I like, I like the analogy, right? Like, but how do you make sure that 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 vaccination, you know, that that little bit of exposure prevents a large exposure that that might make you sick to
1: extend that analogy. Right. At, at some point, you're going to succeed at some point, as as more as you get vaccinated with a, an extra dose of of you know failure or rejection. At some point, you're going to get a win. Right. You're going to get a win at some point. And this is where you will. You will say to yourself, "Okay, you know what? I'm not going to be completely exposed here to failure. I'm going to continue to take that dose just so I can I can uh, move forward. But as I continue to push through, I'm going I'm going to have a win. I'm going to get a win at some point. So you know, as I'm shooting my shots and I'm missing, something's going to drop soon. And this is one principle that I I shared in the book here. Um, there's two principles that I like to share. The first one is rent to do it every day." Rent is due every single day, and the effort that you put in is your currency, right? You're paying your landlord. You're paying your landlord every single day, and as you know, rent is due every day. Whether you succeed or whether you fail, at least you put that effort in. At least you put put in that that rent, right? And then the the next principle that I would like to point out is that direction is much more important than speed. We heard that before, Mm -hmm. yeah. And as as we know, when you when you are heading in the right direction you know that it's much more, it's much more greater to go there at a slower rate than go the wrong way at a faster rate. So as you are continuously getting rejected, and as you continuously um, accumulating failure, you realize that you're learning from your mistakes and some way, shape or form, you're going to get a win.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess the question sometimes then is do, 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 failures, rejections or mistakes Help us course correct to make better progress in that direction, or does it prompt us to change direction? It sounds like your rejection for the iBanking job led to a new direction, not figuring out how to get accepted for the next banking job. I mean, it's it's hard to know how that's going to end up playing out, or what what the best is it a a
1: change in direction or getting back on track with that direction? How do we know? It, it, great, that's, that's a good question. And here's one thing. Here's one thing I would like to point out. You hear from this podcast first right we talked about the rejection vaccination right mm-hmm. we'll, we'll look we'll focus on rejection ai or rejection generator uh, it's a, more so a chat a, a rejection gpt where you are course correcting you're recalibrating yourselves mm-hmm. right you're recalibrating yourself whether you're going the same direction you can you can try a hundred times um within the same direction or you can figure something out in another direction and then come back to it right this is where you're recalibrating yourself and you're recalibrating your interests as well and figuring out whether or not you, you would like to move forward. Right. And, or go in another direction. So it all depends on, you know, how comfortable you are proceeding. Right. And, and I think with that point, with that machine learning tactic or the deep learning um, process here, you can recalibrate your, your losses or your failures onto the same direction within the industry or another direction here.
0: Yeah. So um, our guest again today, Dr. Eli Joseph. The book is "The Perfect Rejection Resume: A Reader's Guide to Building a Career Through Failure." Um, building on your vaccination analogy, like we could almost uh, nowadays show, like, uh, here's my rejection vaccination card. <laughs> how That's many boosters? How many rege- <laughs> how many rejection boosters <laughs> did I get?
1: That is true. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's not only boost. Yeah, in my case, is going to be a lot of boosts. Your case as well is going to be a lot of booster shots of um, rejection of, of, you know, being able to not not be humble in a sense, but it's also being humble as well. But being able to say, you know what, I've, I succeeded, but I've came a long way. I came a long way. Yeah. And I, I think
0: there's an art to when you have to give a rejection, when you have to reject somebody of doing it in a, a kind way, right? So back to the idea of, you know, you miss all the shots you never take. There's times I'll reach out to um, fairly high profile people because I saw something about mistakes and a quote or something. And Hey, it doesn't take that long. I try to craft a very short personalized message through their website or an email. And maybe the website messages just don't get through for technical or um, organizational reasons. Some intern hits delete or something. You never know, but okay, fine. I can live with that. Um, uh, William Shatner who, um, Had an amazing quote about, you know, he's 90 something now. He'd been in space. He's reflecting. There was some great quote, a recent quote about learning from mistakes. And so I reached out through his website and I sent a message about two days later. It wasn't directly from him. I got the kindest, nicest rejection email, like to the point where I want to print it out and you know frame it and put it on the wall. Like it was so gracious about, oh, Mr. Shatner. Um, really appreciates the invitation and he just he doesn't go on any buddy's podcasts unless it's a close friend or there's a, a business relationship or like you know, he's promoting something I guess and you know um, but anyway but like I felt better about him by getting the rejection than I would have thought of William Shatner beforehand.
1: Yeah some people um, is and the thing is some people are much more personable with with rejecting because it's some form of compassion as well. It's like, we appreciate you, you know, and we appreciate you for reaching out and thinking of us, right? You know, for you to even think, you know, think about someone that you may not even know about and have that cold call and say, you know what, I'm just going to shoot my shot here. And then, you know, we'll hope for the best. The best is you get the acceptance, you get the interview, you get some good content, right? But also it's like, oh, at least you got, at least he got back to you. You know, yeah. some people, yeah, it's like, you don't you don't, don't, get, the, don't. You don't get the response. Yeah. and um. I've gotten a few I gotten a few rejection uh you know emails or regret emails or, or letters where it's like we appreciate you for even thinking about us and you know and we we'll think about you later on down the line but um it's it's always good to get that back because at least you got back to me yeah and I didn't expect that, right? Like to me, there's no obligation,
0: but um, but I thought that was uh, very well done uh, by William Shatner's team. So um, you keep. So we, we're talking about shots. So instead of hockey, I want to ask you a basketball related question because I, I know you played some basketball yes. at, at, in college, right? Yes. So we're we'll thinking about those shots. Um, I think I can say his name without making a mistake: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Yes. yes hockey yes. Bucks. Um, they were, they had the best record in the NBA, number one seed in the East were upset in the first round of the playoffs, right? People were expecting they could maybe go win the championship. They lost in the first round. Did you see the video where post-game news conference, Giannis was asked, um, well, do you consider this season a failure? Did you see that? Yes. Yes. I I saw that. Yep. It went viral what was your reaction to, to, to what he said, or well, the way I remember it, he basically said, um, and I encourage people go find the video. It's not hard to find my recollection. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eli, basically said, well, there, there, there really, there is no failure. Michael Jordan didn't win a championship every single year. Would you call those years a failure? We're building something here. We're we're going to, we're going to win that. No, what, there is no failure in sports I think was the the pretty direct quote. What, what was your reaction to that?
1: Well, yeah, I agree with him. Um, he won before he he won, he won a championship before. And you can consider this season a failure as well, because of the way that they they went out to Jimmy Butler, who's having a phenomenal season and the the Miami heat. Um, But I agree with him when he said, you know what, you don't get promoted every single time. You don't get, you don't get, you don't have that promotion every single time. You have to go through that, um, the aches and pains. You have to go through that growing pains to get, to ultimately get what you want. And he he been through it before before winning you know, the championship the first time. you will have to go through that, that those processes again. And I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, you don't you don't win every 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 season. I think no no player have ever won every single season. The only person that came close um is Bill Russell. I think out of the 13 <laughs> right. season, he won eleven, he won eleven championships out of 13 seasons, and he still lost. Um, so Michael Jordan as well. He he didn't win everything. Um, he, he 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 won, he won six championships. Right when he got to that level, he didn't lose at that championship level. But every season, he didn't went to the championship round. He had to go through Celtics. He had to go through the Pistons. He had to go through you know various avenues. Um, retirement to get to that point. So I agree with Giannis um, when he said, "Not you don't get you you don't you don't." basically get promoted every, every day or every week. Um, you have to go through that aches and pains and growing pains. And I, and I agree hundred percent. Yeah. So, so in the book,
0: one thing you talk about is addressing and focusing on lessons learned from our failures. Do you have any tips to make sure that we're really focused on learning and, and that we can put aside uh, disappointment or or, or, or frustration or anger um, and, and make sure it doesn't turn into bitterness how do we make sure rejection turns into something more positive?
1: I would say besides the besides the writing the resume part, I would say um, keep a cool tally, keep a cool tally of your losses um, or your rejections throughout the day. I always argue that if you if you are getting jab or you are getting punch in the face with a jab of of failure, you're going to have you're going to receive a power shot. So keep a tally every loss. Damn, I, I I showed up late to work, or I showed up late to this um, podcast. Consider that a loss. Um, I woke up late today. I I don't feel too good. That you know, you can consider those losses here. Um, you realize that throughout the day, you have accumulated much more losses than your wins. You just you're just so focused on winning, um, and that's one thing here. Just keep a cool tally of the losses here, and. It, it will bring light to. It will bring light to failing. It will bring light to failing here. Um, you don't have to. You, and you realize. You, once you realize that, you know, failing is not so. It's not so difficult. You realize that it, you, know, you you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Um, but you have major losses as well, right? Recently, I've lost. I I've lost a family member. I, I lost my, my older brother. Passed away. My older brother passed away last year. Um, it's all right. My older brother passed away last year, and I basically. I cope with it where I'm taking one day at a time and I've, and I take losses all the time here and I just keep a cool tally and I'll say, you know what? It's, it's okay. You know, you just laugh it off. You laugh it off and you know, you, you'll just push through and you'll get your power shots in at one day. You're playing defense, but you're, you're going to play offense one day. And that's where it's going to be fun. You're going to be fun. It's going to be fun where you're playing offense you're, you're swinging back. And once you swing back, you'll get your hits as well. Um, but keep a cool tally. I always encourage readers to keep a cool tally of your losses throughout the day, and then you'll you, you will basically reciprocate that, and and not only reciprocate that, but re- flip that over to success as well.
0: Yeah, and I I, I think you can do a similar thing with um, mistakes of of just being mindful of um, I made a mistake. Like one thing I found to be helpful is. Um, To call it out, either to myself, to others around, or something, you know, okay, my mistake. Okay, sorry. Okay, let's correct that. Let's move on. Like, not to be dismissive or not to beat myself up, but just to acknowledge for what it is. I think is more helpful than being defensive or being in denial about it. Um, And 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 I think that can take some of the. um, um, It can kind of normalize. I think it's similar to what you're saying. If we're aware of what's happening and we realize. OK, these things aren't killing us. We're living through it. Let's yeah. let's acknowledge it. Let's build upon it. Let's try to you know maybe use small mistakes or small failures
1: to prevent the big ones, I I think, is an important thing to work toward. I agree. I agree 100 um, percent when it comes to like, you know, filling in the blanks here. And I and this is another thing that we have to look at. We have to focus on the big picture. Here, right. Um, I always, I like to call it the domino effect. When We're looking at the domino effect, we have to place each and every domino in one success, one successive order after the next, right? Once you knock them over, it basically boils down to the next um, domino here. And then if you're looking on the outside, you zoom out, you'll see a huge big picture here. But you're so once again, you're so focused on your day-to-day activities, right? Right, just do it every day. Direction is much more important than speed, um, that you're you're, you're being blindsided to the fact that you're going to fail to succeed eventually. Um, No one has ever won completely every single day. And people may argue Floyd Mayweather, you know, he, he remained undefeated or Rocky Marciano, but they lost as well because they don't tell you about the sparring sessions. They don't tell you about (laughs) the fact that Floyd Mayweather, he lost in the Olympics. Right. And now, you know, he lost during the amateurs. People lose all the time. Um, and it's it's important to, obviously, we, we always want to remain undefeated, right? We always want to keep our O, but you're going to lose. You're going to lose. It's okay. But the greatest that you can think of, loss as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a, a Japanese expression that I love, um, fall down seven times, get up eight. Exactly. So how do we bounce back? from being knocked down, I guess, physically in a boxing ring, or, you know, knocked down by a mistake or rejection, um, learning how to bounce back, get back up.
1: Before it's, it's also being gracious. Yeah. Yep. Being gracious about it, too. You know, I, I got knocked down, you know, it's like, I'm lost, okay. And here's two things that can happen, right? As far as a reaction, you may not care about the reaction of others, right? And it's, and you can, you can use it as motivation as well. But those who may have an adverse reaction to your failures, I bet you they won't be as as brave enough to try what you just tried just now. They won't be brave to try you, your way or, or to attempt it your way. So if they want to have the adverse reaction or to laugh at your pain or laugh at your failures here and point the finger, you know, you can always respond by saying, have you tried what I'm th- trying? And if the answer is no, then we don't have, there's nothing else for, even, for us to even talk about here because... I'm pretty sure if you failed, you wouldn't even be comfortable to even share that failure. Right. So um, that's that's the that's how I I look at it. I look at my failures that way, where I can just share it, and it's a form of motivation as well. Yeah, and you know the
0: the best way to never fail is to never really try anything new or anything at all. Right? If you don't if you don't do anything, you can't fail. So if the goal and- is to never fail,
1: uh, I don't. That's not a path to success. If I if I never tried anything, we will not be having this conversation. We will not be having this conversation. I would not be having a book. I would not have a brand based off of failures. We will not have mistakes here. If I never tried anything, you know, if I was so focused on being undefeated or being so so good at what I've been doing, I would never have a story. Yeah. I'll never have a story. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you have the story. I'm glad you're sharing it, Eli. Um, one last question here. Um, um going back to um something that that you that you had said um it's my mistake i'm trying to find the quote there it is um you talk about uh here's the quote it might not be your fault but you have to blame yourself
1: ah tell us yeah. more about that idea so it's not it's never your fault um it's never your fault that you know it's raining today or it's never your fault that you short you woke up late or you feel, you don't feel too good right because you know, it's never it's never your fault. Some things you can't control. You can't control the inevitable, right? It's never your fault. Some things may not happen. You may have, have gotten pulled over and, you know, it's okay. It's, it's totally fine. Or, you know, some things happen. Things happen all the time. However, you have to blame yourself because you must hold yourself accountable, right? So it may not be my fault to, that things may not happen my way or I failed. I failed two classes, you know, back during my undergraduate. Um, career, but I have to blame myself because that's a starting point. That's a starting point for me to continue to move forward. And you know, the only way that you can move forward is accepting the you know your fault, not not your fault, but accepting the blame or taking the blame for you know not succeeding. But that's the beginning. That's the beginning of you building and cultivating your career or your pathway back to redemption. Uh, so that's that's how I. That's basically how I felt when I when I said. You know, with, with that quote, um, it's not It's not it may not be your fault, but you have to take blame for yourself because you need to hold yourself accountable to move forward. Yeah.
0: And, and that's one thing I appreciate of I you know so many of the guests here on my favorite mistake. We're in a situation where um everything involved in the situation might not have been their fault. There may have been other factors. But taking ownership for what you did, taking ownership for your decision. You know, i I admire that when 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 people are willing to do that. It wasn't completely their fault, um but they can only control their own actions. They can learn and they and they can um, do things differently in the future to avoid repeating mistakes. I, I think that's powerful.
1: I agree I agree hundred percent
0: well eli i'm I'm so glad that we could do uh, the episode here today. um Eli Dr. Eli Joseph, the book title again, I encourage you to go. Um, check it out. Um, maybe uh, can reading the book count as vaccination, or do people have to make their own mistakes and and or have their own
1: failures? I mean, you have to make your own mistake. Now, what count is if you create your own rejection resume? That's that's what counts. If the readers create their own rejection resume, or the the listeners can create their own rejection resume, that's that counts. That counts. All right. That's a good um, step forward.
0: I'm going to put one together. I'll share it um, along with this episode, I think. So uh, Eli's book, again, is The Perfect Rejection Resume, A Reader's Guide to Building a Career Through Failure. I will put a link to the book, Eli's website, videos, all kinds of great stuff, uh, articles he's written, articles about him, and uh, the rejection resume. Um, There's a lot more um, that you can learn from Eli. and, And we'll both encourage you, keep learning from
1: your own mistakes, keep learning from your own rejections, right? Yes, I agree. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. I I really appreciate you. And I'm glad we're able to do it now, or better late than Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Thanks again. Thanks. I feel very accepted now, not
0: rejected. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, thanks again to Dr. Eli Joseph for being our guest today. Uh, To learn more about his book and more, you can look for links in the show notes or go online slash mistake 226. As always, I want to thank you for listening. I hope this podcast inspires you to reflect on your own mistakes, how you can learn from them or turn them into a positive. I've had listeners tell me they started being more open and honest about mistakes in their work. And they're trying to create a workplace culture where it's safe to speak up about problems because that leads to more improvement and better business results. If you have feedback or a story to share, you can email me. My Favorite mistake podcast at gmail.com. And again our website is my Favorite